Hey, hey, I'm Shonda Pierce. And I'm Gwen Pierce. And welcome to another episode of Mom, You Want a Mimosa? Where me, the mom, and me, the millennial, share generational thoughts, ideas, and perspectives over some mimosas. So let's jump in. What are you <laughs> drinking, Shonda? Okay, today I am drinking... I'm just keeping it different. What am I drinking today? I'm drinking an elderberry mimosa today. That's what I'm doing. What you doing? Elderberry? Yeah, elderberry. Shade elder. Oh, <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Elderberry. Well, I didn't even think about it. There's no shade. There's no shade, no tea. Well, I'm drinking <laughs> a mango mimosa with Prosecco. Okay, girl. For that sparkle, baby. Okay, girl. I right. got some strawberries All right. and mangoes. Okay. For a little garnish. Garnish. She fancy, huh? She fancy, huh? Okay. The most of did here did. Yeah. Did, did, did. It looks so refreshing. Delicious. Deliciosos. All right. Well, cheers. Cheers. Okay. Well, on today's episode, you know, we've been gone for a minute, but now we're back. I'm not throwing anyone under the bus, but I will let y'all know that it's Gwenny. That is, she's having, she doesn't like to record on Zoom. It's the challenge. So now we're here together in person in our little at-home studio. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and so she likes to record when we're together. So that's why it's been a little bit of a while since we gave you guys another episode. And wait a minute, y'all. I am not going to let her throw me under the bus, okay? <laughs> I told her I am a morning person. Okay, yeah, and yeah, I yeah. do. I I just think better in the morning. Yeah. And she is just the opposite, I think. Yeah, she's, not. she's not a morning person. But mm-hmm. I am. And uh, so, wasn't my fault. Wasn't me, in the words of Shaggy. Wasn't me. <laughs> wasn't me. We were just working out our logistics. How about that? We yes, were through, okay. through our logistics. Okay. We can agree on that. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. All right. So, uh, today's episode. Um, we're just going to kind of be reflecting on our Memorial Day and Memorial Day weekend. Um, today, um, by the time you're hearing this episode, Memorial Day will have passed, but we are recording on that day. Um, we're also going to be kicking off Black Music Month. It is the month of June, and so we're happy to celebrate Black excellence in music. And then for our main topic, we are going to be talking about moving the goalpost and the difficulties that come with being a black woman in America, whether it's whether you're an athlete, whether you're working in corporate America, you're a musician, um, you're a scientist, in any sort of aspect and just kind of uh, some difficulties and challenges with that. So yeah. with that said, before we get started with that, um, today we want to honor our fallen soldiers who lost their lives while serving. We thank you for protecting us while serving mm-hmm. in honor of Memorial Day. Mm-hmm. Thank you for your service. And and a lot of uh, this morning we were watching um, Black Wall Street. Black Wall Street. And it was on the on History, History Channel. Channel and talking about the Tulsa Massacre. And we know that June 1st is the, uh, no one, we don't like to say the word anniversary, but um, it marks the 100th day of remembrance or year Mm -hmm. of remembrance um in tulsa but but what i didn't know a lot of people maybe knew but before everything um 
kind of happened, they, they were talking about there were some veterans in the town, like right. veterans in the town who went to go and protect. Um, uh-huh. Actually, the, the ge- person, how right? it started out with the gentleman who was accused yeah. of, um, uh, what was he accused of? Talking to a white woman, flirting yeah. with a white woman, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. There yeah. we go. We hear that story often, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Far too many times and we'd like to hear. Yeah. <sighs> but um, yeah, that was just, that's just tragic. Really tragic. I'm glad that we are learning about it more. I think um, there's, there's, I watch Lovecraft Country. So they talk, you know, there's a beautiful episode of Lovecraft Country about it. Mm-hmm. Um, also watched Watchmen. You know, they touched on it a lot in Watchmen. And so I'm glad that it's getting more uh, traction and more people are finding out about it. The one thing that I was talking to you earlier is I'm just wondering how many more cities like that mm-hmm. um, are there in America and really in the world. But obviously we start with America first since you know, right. that's close to home. So Right. And because that was uh, considered the Black Wall Street, I mean, mm-hmm. so many prosperous and affluent Blacks in that city, um, you know, how many others were there? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I heard something about North Carolina as well, mm-hmm. but I'd like to do some more research on that. Or if anybody out there, you know, cares to share with us if anything they know about it. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if it was uh, Charlotte or, mm-hmm. uh, but I heard that there was a, a similar to a um, Black Wall Street like in Oklahoma there. Mm. And I had heard about it um, through my mother, actually, because her her father's brother lived in Bowley, Oklahoma. And as we were watching today, there was there was quite a few all black towns in Oklahoma that were close to um, Tulsa. Bowley Mm -hmm. was about an hour away. But they were all very prosperous. And this was the uncle that she'd always told me um, was uh, pretty prosperous. He had left Texas to go to Oklahoma. And then uh, in her way of telling the story, it's just like, you know, he was in Oklahoma during that time when uh, the town got burnt down. You know, mm. Yeah. And wow. Just terrible. Just terrible. Yeah. Also, another black town that I think I've seen some documentaries on it on YouTube, but but I don't know how accurate they are, but Julian mm-hmm. in San Diego mm-hmm. used to be in a black, all black town, mm-hmm. right? Right. So I'm curious if whoever, you know, all of our millions of listeners out there, <laughs> so whoever, if, you know, anyone knows anything else about Julian mm-hmm. San Diego, I'd love to know about that too. And I'm going to do my research too, because um, a lot of this history has been either forgotten or purposefully been buried oh no right don't slaying mm-hmm. so wow but anyway so let's spend a lot of good tv on oh yeah TV. a lot of good tv on yeah uh, that that's talking about black history and mm-hmm. uh, african history like mm-hmm. high on the hog high on the hog oh my yes gosh. can we Netflix. get a can we get a clap for high on the hog oh, beautiful amazing. show amazing beautiful, beautiful show. netflix it's on netflix yes it's, li- it's limited it so check it out before Netflix, but it's doing quite well. Um, yeah, but it's I'm amazing. Like, yeah. Well, what did what did you like most about the series? Well, I liked everything about of it. Uh, everything about it. I tell you, it is a four part um, docu series. Is it four? Or is it? Six? It's four. Oh, four. It's okay, a four part right. docu series. Right. She knows. And then it starts in Africa, and it's talking about all the foods that 
we brought as slaves enslaved that, people enslaved people yeah you know how enslaved people brought like black eyed peas okra uh you know and they made it work in the in the americas you know and then in some places like i think it was south carolina i mean they have these fine dining establishments mm-hmm. that you know sell i mean that um serve african cuisine you mm-hmm. know what i mean but they're not black owned mm-hmm. you know so that was interesting um i liked a lot about it i think the gichi culture was mm-hmm. interesting to me the gichi mm-hmm. culture and there's this one girl who um had moved from brooklyn mm-hmm. she was from that the south carolina and mm-hmm. then she went away and moved to brooklyn mm-hmm. and then she came back and she did like a what is a farm to table mm-hmm. type um dinners mm-hmm. she had these I, i can't remember how often she had them was it monthly was it weekly dinners uh but that was interesting also where mac and cheese came from how that um yeah. came about was very very interesting i don't know if i want to tell you spoiler alert yeah i was like <laughs> we didn't went through the whole plot mm-hmm. spoiler alert <laughs> <laughs> but yeah hey check out high on the hog it's 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 all about food and travel and then it starts in africa and ends in texas i believe i believe texas mm. was the last stop anyways i'm not going to say watch it yeah <laughs> but it's but it's specifically there's a book first and it's by mm-hmm. dr jessica b harris and she's, she's the food historian so she's the so, okay so dr jessica b harris is the food historian and she's the author of the book high on the hog mm-hmm. and then um our culinary slash food um historian um forgot his name anthony mm-hmm. whatever but uh satterfield satterfield mm-hmm. did you find it oh no let's see hold on she's googling something else sorry about that she moved on <laughs> she's googling her next topic so. oh yeah that's my <laughs> that's my thing and then we they she handpicked host. Uh, yeah, right. right. Steven Satterfield, who Steven is Satterfield. also he's a food writer, mm. but he's also a sommelier. Oh, he's a sommelier. Sommelier. Oh, Thank you, daughter. I'd like fancy. to be a sommelier one Sommel- time. I'm a self-proclaimed sommelier from <laughs> right. Treasure from Treasure Jewels. <laughs> right, like, right. And he's also it. the founder of a magazine, a food magazine called Wheatstone. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah, so he's um he's awesome, you know, he yeah. he went through it really nicely and you know Well, I wanted to add too that but for me, I think I've seen a lot of I like to watch a lot of like food shows, but this is the first time that I've seen something specifically dedicated to the migration and to and and linking it to the history of what, you know, when we were free, when our when our ancestors were free, how they became enslaved and captured and how the food kind of uh like mom said not only kind of transferred over to the americas when we got there but how the sort of um molding of it you could see the transformation mm-hmm. and the and little by little you could see the the teeny teeny lady tiny things that we added in along mm-hmm. the way mm-hmm. um it was also an incredibly emotional experience it's very for much me. so i was in shock that i was i i cried on a lot of the times too because i knew these these things that we grew up eating but i didn't know Uh, why they were made and mm-hmm. and and um a lot of the inventions that are popular in popular cuisine today which you will see were created by you know black people by black you know, people black people exactly. is really emotional exactly it's, actually it was an emotional journey for the host Steven Satterfield yeah. as well uh, and you'll see that in the Netflix because he's actually walking 
um, in the steps of the actual, um, you know, yeah, slaves the path, and the migration path, the yeah. migration path, and you know, mm -hmm. or in captivity, you know. Mm -hmm. So it was it was emotional. It yeah. was an emotional journey. You know it was. I mean? It mm -hmm. was. And but, who would think that you know? Through the average eye, you just think you eat food, but food is so close to our homes. Right. And, and especially for, you know, people who are enslaved, mm -hmm. you don't have any belongings, but mm -hmm. you have, you know, your food that is closest to, mm -hmm. you know, to your home. Right. So. Right. So, yeah. Exactly. Great documentary. Absolutely. A great, great docu-series. Docu-series. Yeah. Four parts. Mm -hmm. And it's worth all four parts. All mm -hmm. four hours. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And if you don't get Netflix, then you know get the free trial, get the seven day free trial. <laughs> Just check it out, support. Because I'm ready for season two and season three. <laughs> I'm trying to because there's so many things that I was like, oh, they could do that. Do right. That, you know, so right. Exactly. So yeah, check it out. Mm -hmm. Before we start this Black Music Month segment, Gwenny's going to give us a little history on it for people who don't know. So go ahead. All right. Well, okay. As Shonda said, for those of us who don't know, um, African American Appreciation Month is an annual celebration of African American music in the United States. I don't know if you guys know this, but it was initiated as Black Music Month by Jimmy Carter, who on June 7th, 1979, decreed that June would be the month of Black music. Well, get on Jimmy Carter. All right. I always he must have knew it was cookout season. He said, let me just go on ahead and just do well, this. Well, you know, I, awesome. I don't know if you knew this, but Jimmy Carter was um, actually the first president that I ever got to vote for. Good for you. The very awesome. first president that I was. That's cool. And I think, where's Jimmy Carter from? I know he's from the South, right? Is I it Alabama? Peanut farmer. A peanut farmer. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was, I know he was deep down South there. Um, That's awesome. Georgia. Georgia. Georgia, down in I'm Georgia. Like Georgia Peach. <laughs> Malaya. Georgia. Is it Savannah? Right. <laughs> Plains, Georgia. Plains, Georgia. Plains, Georgia. And he's married to Rosalind Carter. If Rosalind. You have a, I, I think Rosalind should get her DNA tested because she looks Rosalind, a little black to me. African-American. <laughs> That's why she wanted the Black Music Month. Right. <laughs> but we love it. We love it. Bless your heart. That's awesome. Bless your heart, President Carter. Very cool. Wow. President Carter. Wow. He is living a long I time. Know. My goodness. He might be black, too. He might be black too. You know, people be passing. Right down in the south. Down in the okay. Yeah, he's ninety six years old. He about to be ninety seven. Wow. In October. That's awesome. Good yeah. for him. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's transition as we are talking about delicious black food and it's cookout season. We're ready for that. What else goes along with cookouts? Black music. Hey. 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 What, what song are you singing in your head right now? Hey. hey. What's your cookout song? Hey. You made I me knew happy. it. I was that was mine too. Dun, dun. We were we were on the same Easy beat. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun. I don't even know the words to that. Right beside me. Hey. Hey. Take it away, Shonda. Don't know that rest of the song. <laughs> I know mm -hmm. you make me happy, and then that's hey, that, about it. But there's I know no the cookout without Frankie Beverly. I know, no cookout without Frankie Beverly. And now Beverly. Beyonce, then, you know, 
came on board. I know. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I like Frankie Beverly's song. Obviously, that's the original. I like that one better. Mm-hmm. I know that's a cookout staple, but I don't know the lyrics to mm-hmm. all of that song. Right. Isn't that something? I'm saying, don't take my black card away. I know yeah. other cookout songs. Well, Frankie Beverly was very popular when I was in high school because, okay. I mean, we used to hang out at the park. Like okay. Sunday, like either we cruise the park, yeah, or yeah. we walk the park, uh-huh. and then actually, I liked Happy Feelings, you know. <laughs> I'll know, you know why? Because Eric Benet has a song that sounds very similar yeah, to Happy Feelings, yeah. so I'm I start singing that one, uh-huh. but I know it's Happy Feelings. Yeah. something about Happy Feeling. I don't know. <laughs> Y'all know who no. Eric Benet is, right? I hope so. I don't know. <laughs> well. He used to be married to Halle Berry at one oh, time. He did. That's when but he didn't used to wear shoes. And people yes. were like, that guy's weird. Yeah. But, he but, he, but he's great. great musician. He really he is, is. excellent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's one of those guys that I think is kind of, kind of unsung a little bit. I mean. He didn't. He wasn't mainstream. He never crossed over. He never crossed over. But he's got some really he's good black music. Famous. He's black famous. Yeah, he's black famous. <laughs> that would be another time we're getting into, huh? Black, black famous. famous. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, let me tell you really fast that we're going to get back into uh, Black Music Month. But we all know, I'm assuming people who are watching this know who Megan Good is. I mean, great actress. You know, she was in East Bayou. Millennials know she was in Cousin Skeeter. I mean, we know who Megan Good is. Okay. She recently came to my job and just, you know, for a panel or so. Actually, it might have been a while ago, but she's for, for a panel. Okay. A lot of the Black faculty and staff, oh my God, Megan, oh my God, we love her. And then the non-black people were like, well, that girl's really nice and we don't, you know, and I'm mm-hmm. like, you don't know who she is? So it just goes to show she is black famous. She's black famous. So, Actually, Frankie Beverly's probably black famous. He's black famous. Yeah, because I don't think a white person would know who he is. Well, actually, Rick knew exactly who he was. He black though. Yeah, he black? is he black? 1%. By the you way, we what? took the DNA. <laughs> And, we, they, and he's our white relative. He's, we got a white relative. That's another episode. <laughs> That's we have a whole episode. A lot of us have lots of white relatives that we are unaware of. Mm-hmm. So just do your DNA test. You oh, know? Yeah. Do your DNA test. Mm-hmm. Okay, now here we go. Here we are back to Black Music Month. And so we are going to play a little game. And it's finished that lyric. And the thing is, is that we she kind of, I felt like she needed a rematch. It's a, from last time because she did really bad in the millennials versus boomers uh, <laughs> trivia. <laughs> she did horrible. So hopefully this is the time that she can redeem herself and we'll see how I do. I don't feel like I'm picking two harder songs, but I don't know. So we'll, <laughs> we'll have to see. We'll have to see. So it's just going to go one of it. When it's your turn, you're going to sing the first lyrics and okay. then you don't see this, but we've got like a microphone here and she's going to point to me and I'm going to try to finish the lyrics mm-hmm. and I hope to God I get them right. And I hope to God she gets hers <laughs> right as well. So who wants to go first? Well, I'll go first since I'm, you know. Okay. Since how I'm many, done. how many songs did you pick? Probably three. Three. Okay. She picked three songs. Okay. okay. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. That music. <laughs> I 
I raised her, she's probably going to get them all. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's sad. She's a, she's the daughter of a, somebody who used to own a record shop and she didn't get a lot of the ones that I, I don't know. But we'll see. No, no. I'm not even going to be shady. Okay, let's go. Here she goes. You and I must make a path. <laughs> we, we must bring, bring salvation back. I know the words. That's it. Where there is love, I'll be there. Okay, so who was it? That was Jackson 5. Oh, she got it. I thought she was was going to get it wrong and say Michael Jackson only. Oh, no, I knew it was Jackson 5. You know why? I know it's Jackson 5 because is it Tito or somebody goes, oh, or whatever? Jermaine. I'll be the (laughs) fried chicken Jermaine. See, I I think I just want my baby to win. How about that? She's looking out for me. She might not know some of these. Okay, okay. I'm going to give her a really easy one. And she better get this one. Oh, this is going to be super easy. Okay, ready? Mm-hmm. Here it goes. And I, you don't even have to sing the rest of the, just after this. Okay, here's mine. It never rains in Southern California. They tell me. It never <laughs> rains in Southern California. I can't sleep at night. Okay, that's good. With Well, I was the that was another part of the song, but mm-hmm. I thought you were gonna say, I'll see you when I get there. Oh, I forgot what that but part. that's okay. okay. I'll give you a okay. point. You get All a point right. for that. Okay, one. one in one. So we'll take I'm gonna delete that. We're one mm-hmm. in one. Okay. Who's your next one? Um let me see here. Uh-oh. She's stalling. <laughs> I'm not even looking um, at her notes. I'm looking at my notes. Let me see. Um, I can't get that falsetto going, but I'm going to try. Okay, sing it an octave lower. Oh, this is easy. Is I know this. My magic potion for love. <laughs> oh, she's Telling got- him I'm sincere and that there's nothing too good for us. But I just want to be free. Harder ones, but I I did have some easy ones on here too. So I don't mm-hmm. know. Uh, she, she, I'm okay if you want to like step it up and give me some mm-hmm. more challenging. Ones. Like, well, see, the, here's the thing. My music is timeless. So you guys mine. are always gonna like that what we like. Yeah, but yeah. mine can be timeless too. But you have to open your mind. Mm, open my mind. Okay. This is a timeless song. I'm gonna do this one right now. This is okay. the easy one for okay. you. Okay. But I'm not gonna. Okay. Here goes. Ready? Mm-hmm. I'm getting tired of your. Mm-hmm. You ain't never buy me nothing. There you go. <laughs> That's our girl. <laughs> that was an easy one. See. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now who? Now what else? See every time you come around, what happens? You wanna break Jim, James, Paul, and Tyrone? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Every time you come around, we got the Jim, James, Paul, and Tyrone. Now you know that lady. I 
she's always in rotation. Yeah. In my, I never even skip. Like if I have her whole yeah. album in there, yeah, I will not skip. Yeah. I will go through it. She is so good to me. She uh -huh. really is. She's our girl. And you know, she, um, one of her songs, Window Seat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She mentions one of our uh, relatives yeah. in there, Lightning Hopkins. Lightning yeah. We're Hopkins. descendants of a blues man by the name of Lightning mm -hmm. Hopkins. And she says something about rocking back and forth mm -hmm. like Lightning Hopkins. Lightning Hopkins. In, in her it, it's song, Window Seat. Check mm -hmm. it out. Check, Check it out. It out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, this last, okay, go. You give me yours. Then, okay, go ahead. You're, you just know all of mine. Mine are I'm so like, good. I'm mine give you some are hard ones so now. good. Mine are just, um, mm, it has to be my era, though, huh? It'll have to be your era. Because mm. technically, Erica Badu is not really my era. Yeah, she's really not. I could give mm -hmm. you, my, I'll give you my era in the next one, mm -hmm. and you might not get it. But go really? ahead. Really? Yeah. Let's see. Okay. I know it. I already know. I can tell the way she looked at me. <laughs> the way I looked at she her. She winked at me. The way I looked at her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know the song. The dance turned into a romance. Turned into romance. Very first time. See, I didn't know that part. The <laughs> dance turned into well, a romance. It? We dance and dance. I know that part. We Dance and dance and dance. Yeah. Um, okay, the Jones Girls. Okay. But they just had an unsung. That was they really did. Good. They had an unsung that was really, on TV really good. One. Unsung they on were TV good. One. They were like um super good. Them and you know the emotions, the emotions were so good. Love mm -hmm. the emotions. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So she gave me some really easy ones. So I did. Okay. I did give her some easy ones again. I'm she caught me in the one. afternoon. Okay, excuses. So if we do this again, we sure will Jan. have to. I'll have to think of something that I'm just not going to let her win on. Sure, Jan. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, I'm going to give you a hard one, actually. Okay. Here we go. This is a true millennial song. Ready? Mm -hmm. You probably hear this at a millennial cookout. Okay. <clears throat> beep, beep. Who got the keys to the Jeep? Missy Elliott. She looked at my notes. No, but I got the keys. I don't know what she says. That he's got the keys to the gym. <laughs> I don't know what you said. Okay. So what do you, what do you think? That's the lyric. You think? What do you think the lyrics are? Wait, say it again. Beep, okay. Beep. beep, beep. Who got the keys to the Jeep? I got the keys to my Jeep. <laughs> She says vroom. Okay, yeah. vroom. That's See, it. There was one word. This again, there was a period there that I um that you weren't paying attention to. I wasn't paying attention to. That's okay. I'll mm -hmm. try. I can give you another. So what message. are some upbeat songs that that we would do at a at a cookout? Let me see. Outstanding Gap Man. Gap Man, there we go. Outstanding Gap Man. Or you dropped the bomb. Oh, no, 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 no. Baby. Baby. Yeah, that yeah. you hear. I mean, we said Frankie Beverly. You also hear a lot of Luther Vandross, yeah. you know. A lot of Earth, Wind, and Fire. Earth, Wind, and Fire. Uh -huh. um, I, mean, I don't know about these newer. Right, right. Like, I'm not talking about, like, cookouts that would have all ages and all generations. Right, right. Uh -huh. That's a lot of 80s. Right. Like, um, who's it? Uh, Sean likes this. Don't, don't, think, don't take a ride. Da, da, da. Oh, Lakeside. Sail <laughs> along. That's what you do. Just sail, sail along. along. Yeah. Yes. 
at a millennial cookout, you're going to hear a lot of 2000, late mm-hmm, 2000s, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to hear some hip hop and stuff. Yeah. There. Well, the, I like the 2000s. Like that would be Usher, right? That's Usher. Yeah. I like Usher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, you know, Usher, it, it, yeah. my favorite is late 90s. Well, 01. Mm-hmm. Usher is good. I like that. Yeah. Too, yeah. So. Mm-hmm. So. But yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, let us know which. What are your favorite cookout songs? I mean, I know we. Well, we forgot electric slide. Electric, it's electric. slide. Yep. Got to do that. You have the cha cha slide. People love that. Yep. Yep. They have all that. that. Mm. The wobble. You got to right. have. Well, you have to have all of the dances that tell you what to do. Right. That exactly. You've got to have that. You know. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so yeah. Yep. There. Le- let us know what are some of your favorite cookout songs um and some of your favorite artists and you can email us at mom you want a mimosa at gmail.com yeah. and we may uh read it out on the show yeah so, absolutely yeah. oh the barcase yeah folks do she has a whole we're looking at her computer and she's got her screensaver that has a whole bunch of album covers right and it's like you know flipping yeah. over and stuff oh yeah so. yep we got a whole bunch she of people had our kelly here. on here guess what Taking him off. <laughs> delete, 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 delete. Yeah, I do have R. Kelly on here. Oh, ma'am. Oh, my goodness. Babyface. Babyface. Babyface is such a great musician. Babyface. So. I don't know about any fast babyface. Yeah. It's just kind of like romantic mm-hmm. babyface. Oh, yeah. cameo. You're going to play cameo. Cameo is definitely Gender. a cookout. To, yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. Oh, girl. I can yeah. feel it when you walk. Yeah. Even when you talk. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> For our main topic is we're talking about moving the goalpost. And so I recently so I read a little bit of this article in the New York Times about Simone Biles. And we love our girl Simone Biles. Just breaking records every day, killing the game. You know, nobody can say nothing to her. But apparently, I think it was like a couple weeks ago, um, she broke the record and I don't rem- exactly remember. I'll look it up and I can, you know, put it in the notes. Uh, but she broke the record, but she was the first female athlete to be able to do this, um, this like spin or whatever she did, this gymnastic spin. And so the international league essentially penalized her mm. because they said that she was almost too good and that they feared that everyone else wouldn't be able to compete with her. Mm, mm, mm. And so I just thought that that was some like major BS, right? So then on top of that, not only with Simone Biles, but I also recently saw that it was somewhere in. That's just, that's just pathetic. I know. To be told that you're, to dumb yourself down in other words, you know, maybe dumb yourself down is not the right word, but to, to, to kind of like subdue your talents so that other people can shine. I mean, if you're good, you're good. And if you're the best, you're best. You know? Right. So this high school in Mississippi, basically they changed the rules when there were two black girls who finished the top in the class. So one was valedictorian and one was salutatorian. Okay. And so unfortunately this white girl, look, she didn't make the cut. She was not valedictorian or salutatorian. I guess her parents called the school and complained. And do you know that they essentially made the two black girls, they had to share. One of them had to share their Mm -hmm. salutatorian title. And I just think that that's 
Wow. major BS. Mm-hmm. It's just mm-hmm. really absolutely. What city in Mississippi does it say or just say? Um, it's but... West Point High School. So West Point wherever High that's School. It. West Point, Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so just they have absolutely... lost their minds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I just wanted to bring that up because I wanted to talk about just and you can tell me too, but if you've ever experienced a time where in your career or really mm-hmm. in, in anything that you've ever done that you've been told to, you, they've either changed the rules on you because mm-hmm. you were too good or you were told not to be so mm-hmm. good so that other mm-hmm. people could potentially compete with you. Right. I've been told that, I was told that recently mm-hmm. and I like went off. I was like, really? Mm-hmm. So. Tell us about it. Go ahead. Yeah. And I'm like not even like conceited or I'm not even like trying to, I'm not arrogant at mm-hmm. all. I just like to be creative mm-hmm. and I like to come up with really cool things. And I'm always like, okay, how can we improve? How can mm-hmm. we do this? How can we do that? Mm-hmm. Well, something happened recently where we're on a team where they've basically said, we don't want you to do that. We don't want you to do this. We don't want you to do this. And we're like, why not? And they're basically saying it's too much work. They don't want to do it because it's too much work, even though it's going to look make everybody look good. Mm-hmm. And so we've said, okay, all right, mm-hmm. we're going to be nice and we're going to rework mm-hmm. what we're kind of coming up with. Mm-hmm. We're going to come up with something else. So we did that and I pitched an idea and apparently the idea was so good that it made the other team feel bad. Mm-hmm. And they were complaining and saying, well, that, you know, Shonda's, Shonda's, you know, team, it's, it's going to look better than ours. Mm, that's and so then I was told privately, is there a way that you can scale back on your idea so that the other team can shine? Mm-hmm. And I said, are you no. effing kidding me? Mm-hmm. It's not fair. It's mm. not fair. And and then it, and that happened before I saw the Simone Biles thing, before I saw this thing about these two girls mm-hmm. in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. And it's just really, really frustrating because you work so hard, right? right? You work, you're told, okay, you've got to work hard. Not only do we have to, there's an extra black tax. There's a lot of people like, no, we've got to work twice as hard to get half um, mm-hmm. the results. So you work quadruple as hard, right. but then when you make it to the top, you're told, actually, nobody's as good as you. So um, can you please just not be that good so that we can feel better about ourselves? Wow. And I just think that's BS. It's just total BS. Yeah. Like that and that's is. not the way that I work. That's mm-hmm. not, I don't work at, you know, a standard of excellence mm-hmm. <laughs> for no reason. You know, it's just ridiculous. Right. So what do you and think? If you, well, and then if you're, an, another thing is, um, as an entrepreneur, if this would you want your staff to do that? No. Would you ever encourage your staff to like pull back no. so that somebody else could shine in another no. department? Absolutely not. Mm. Yeah, I just can't even believe somebody would fix their mouth to do that. And mm-hmm. I think it's also the other people have other things to work on. Right. Because as a, as a company, like the like say a CEO of a company, to me a CEO would want the best idea. To move forward because it right. makes the company as a whole right. look good. You right. see what I mean? It makes the company as a whole look good. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. ah. The other thing, too, is you're never told, you know, Jeff Bezos, you know, uh, Bill Gates, mm-hmm. um, Warren Buffett. Right. I mean. Kathy maybe, Hughes. Mm-hmm. Well, no. 
you're saying Kathy Hughes. Kathy Hughes is a black woman. Mm-hmm. I would like to have a, she's also a Taurus. Mm-hmm. I would like to have a conversation with her to know how many times she's been told, mm-hmm. oh, well, actually don't be good enough. Mm-hmm. Don't be good. Don't don't be great. Don't be even excellent. That's what it is. Don't be excellent so that, you know, your white counterparts can shine. Let me mind, mind you, let me also back up. I'm the only black person on the team. Mm-hmm. So it really hits home for me because it's like, I'm out here trying to shine, but then everybody else is not shining and they feel like insecure. Well, step your game up. Mm-hmm. But, but I'm telling you, have they told Jeff Bezos that? Have they told, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, Warren Buffett and Bill Gates? I don't know. Right. Maybe they have. Mm-hmm. I know women, I mean, I'm a black woman, so I've got two different things. I know women, I'm sure, have been told that, you know, mm-hmm. don't shine so that right. your male counterpart can shine. Mm. What makes your situation really unique is that another woman told you not to shine. I know. Right. Regardless of whatever that person's t- intentions were, I thought it was very damaging. Right. And have you ever had that experience or no? I I haven't had that exact type of experience, yeah. but I've I've always been the one and I have been the one in the office that was doing more work than other people. Mm. You know what I mean? A lot more work. I remember mm-hmm. um, when I worked in corporate for years, there was this one woman that she really was not competent, okay? At uh-huh. the time, she was the only one that had her bachelor's degree. Uh-huh. Um, uh, she was, ter- I mean, she had the she had the most expensive, I used to be a buyer, by the way. Yeah. She had the most expensive parts to buy. Yeah. Okay? But she, just put it this way, she would get like one printed circuit board a month that she have to buy, and I would have to buy thousands of parts. Oh, uh-uh. <laughs> Thousands of parts. And so uh-uh. their excuses to, to me was that I didn't have a BA yet. They tried I it. had an AA, but I didn't have a BA, you know? And so, but the other thing that people were always coming to me mm-hmm. because they knew it would get done. Right. Always, always coming to me. Yeah. Yeah. She'll get it done. She'll get it done. She'll yeah. get it done. They would never give anything to her. She couldn't even help with, And she know, probably got paid more too. Oh, she got paid bank. Oh, Yeah, no. she got paid, but she hardly did any work no and it was kind of obvious that she wasn't competent and and she was kind of a timid girl too you know she was she wasn't Mm. like she wasn't an aggressive person one that you know it was just that the the guys that were in charge i mean our bosses were males Mm -hmm. and and she was white i was black Mm -hmm. you know that's the only thing i can think of this color what's her name i'm just kidding kidding. (laughs) well you know i mean like i said she was kind of a passive girl but she got most of the you know, that's an example of privilege for those mm-hmm. people who are listening. Yeah. Another example of privilege. Right. Just saying. Yeah. yeah. So um, I had one guy come up to me and say, um, this field has gone to hell in a handbasket. You know, that little phrase yeah. that you use. Yeah. The hell in a handbasket since we let women come in the field. He said that to me, to my face. To your face. Okay. Women. Yeah. I think he meant blacks. Cause there was two, there was two, there was one really? black girl there that pretty much was so good. She ran rings around everybody. She didn't have an AA or anything. She didn't yeah. have an AA, BA, nothing. She just was naturally smart. Yeah. And so uh, she, she never got promoted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Never, never. <sighs> That's the thing. And, but and this goes back to our previous episode, people telling you and feeling comfortable with you because mm-hmm. you're that safe, nice person who I am now. I don't even know. I might be on snapped. <laughs> I really might. Telling me this is industry has gone to, you know, yeah. hell in a handbasket or that whatever. Was in the, let me see. That would have been 
in the early 80s. Wow. Mm-hmm, in the early 80s. In San Diego. Well, that's not surprising in San Diego. San yeah. Diego is still racist. Yeah, it has a, a racist undertones to it. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if it's under. Mm-hmm. It's just the tones for me. It's the tones <laughs> for me. It's the vibe for me. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. the vibe is off. Wow. So what was Simone uh, Biles, when she went to the press, right? And told them what happened? or She didn't go to the press. I don't see anything. So how did we know just, this story? It was in the New York Times. It's an article in the New York Times. Did they interview her? No, they didn't. They wrote about it. So this is what Simone Biles was specifically, okay? Mm -hmm. Not only is she an Olympic athlete, she's a world champion, so Mm -hmm. they need to relax, okay? So she broke the record for being the first woman ever to land, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to mispronounce this, but it's the Yurchino Double Pike Vault in competition, okay? Yurchin, wait, Yurchin... Co double pike vault in competition. Mm-hmm. It, that's an achievement that has historically only been done by men. Mm. Okay. So, but here's the deal. Let me say what this article said. Article says too. So not only is she, you know, she's the most decorated American gymnast. Period. Mm-hmm. Point blank. Period. Okay. And she's the third most decorated gymnast in the world. Mm -hmm. She has the most world medals out of any gymnast with 25, Mm -hmm. the most world gold medals with 19, and is the female gymnast with the most world all-around titles at five. Okay? Bravo. But they said, listen, you're just doing too much because your counterparts are never going to be that good. That's basically what they said. Mm, mm, I mean, mm. not in those words, obviously. But I'm yeah, paraphrasing, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And she's only 24, so she's probably going to go on to slay the rest of you hoes anyways. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, so, I, because I'm very angry. Mm-hmm. I'm very angry with people, especially not only, you know, trying to limit or trying to penalize women but black women at that mm-hmm. it makes me really angry okay yeah. it makes me angry mm. so let me tell you why so basically it says you know she's being targeted by institutions for being too good oh and this says in too dominant okay mm. that's a definitely a coded word one thousand percent a coded word She's okay. a little bitty thing. You're Tiny little thing. How mm-hmm. old is she? She's even like, what, 4'10? Yeah, she's a little. little I don't even know if she's thing. even 4'11. Mm. She's a tiny thing, okay? Tiny and talented. Right. So back off. Right. Mm-mm-mm. So, uh, what's happening? So, yeah, and then I'm also seeing when Michael Phelps, she's more decorated than Michael Phelps. Yeah, when he was breaking all this records, oh, he's great. Oh, and another thing, Tom Brady at the Super Bowl, they were acting like, oh, he's the GOAT. Is the GOAT of what? Cheating? Mm-hmm. Cheating on <laughs> multiple wives? Cheating at Deflate Gate? Mm-hmm. Being a racist? Cheating at coronavirus? Not wearing a mask? How about that? He's the GOAT of that. Mm. The GOAT of Trump is what he is. So, no. But... She, Simone Biles, is really, I mean, she's the most world-decorated. Yeah. She's 4'8", by the way. She's 4'8". See, she's even and tinier. 104 pounds. 
And she's too dominant, y'all. Just, mm, mm, just, mm. just, just, oh my God. Just mm, too mm. dominant. Alert the officials. Uh, uh, uh. Ridiculous. Yeah. She's, they said she was gracious. Simone Biles was gracious in her response, apparently. Mm. Of course she's gracious. Yeah. Because she's classy. So the Gymnastics Federation is the one that basically, you know, Get penalized her. Mm-mm. Sounds like the Ku Klux Klan Federation. How about that? <laughs> the Aryan Nation Federation. Mm, mm, mm. For whatever reason, here's an athlete who spent the COVID year improving, elevating the sport, pushing herself, which is the definition of athletic experience, of athletic spirit. And they have decided not to reward her because as Simone put it, they don't want the field to be too far apart. That's actually gracious of her, but she doesn't have to be. Many others are calling it something else. So they penalized her. Mm, mm, That's what mm. they did. Wow. The Gymnastics Federation. Wow. Again, like I said, the Ku Klux Klan Federation. Because they're <laughs> mad and jealous. Just haters. Just haters. Mm-hmm. I just don't just haters. Mm-mm-mm. She did all the rules. Uh-huh. Did everything that you asked her to mm-hmm. do. And went above and beyond. Well. And then you said that was too above and beyond because it's better than us. Mm-hmm. So here's a mm-hmm. penalty. Wow. And that's unfortunately what a lot of, you know, black women go through. Wow. And that's me going above mm-hmm. and beyond. Mm-hmm. Going like, above and beyond. It's like we 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 have shown some progress, but very little. Progress you know in mean? these particular areas. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. Jeez. You can't, you, yeah, like, uh, I think it's, is it, it's either Roy Jr. or Michael Shea that has a joke of like, we're people were fighting for civil rights, mm-hmm. but it's like, we were just fighting to be civil. Right. Just be civil just with Just be us. civil. That's right? all. Right? That's mm-hmm. it. Just be mm-hmm. civil. Wow. We're not asking for nothing else, you know? Wow. Mm-hmm. So it's like, do we have to go back to that? Could be civil and let well. people just do what they got to do. So, hey, we know Simone is bad. Mm-hmm. She is bad. No. Mm-hmm. So that's what I wanted to bring up. And you guys let me know if you've had any experiences where you have went above and beyond and your idea was the bomb.com, your work was the bomb.com, yet someone told you, you have to tone it back so that others, mm-hmm. you know, particularly others who are not of color, but so others could shine. So let us know. Let us know. Share mm-hmm. your stories. We love to hear them. Share your stories. I know there's a lot of them out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I told my, you know, talk to dad about it. And he was livid. Mm-hmm. He was like, I never, never, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So, but it, then it makes me think. Right. Um, mm-hmm. How many mm-hmm. times I'm, I'm, like I said, I want to talk to Kathy Hughes. I want to talk to mm-hmm. well, Bob Johnson. He's going through Bob whatever. Johnson's Bob, Bob Johnson. Johnson is Bob Johnson. That's the founder of B. How about Sheila? How about Sheila? Sheila? I'm talking to Sheila. I'm talking to yeah. Sheila. I'm not talking to Robert. Mm-hmm. Oprah. Oprah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how many times have you been told that? And then I think, yeah, what would Oprah say? Mm-hmm. She, you know, she'd probably be like, wow. <laughs> I can't believe you told me to do that. <laughs> wow. I'm well, she was acting awfully surprised at some of the stuff that Prince Harry was saying. Uh, I don't know if that was just her. Theatrics. Yeah, because, theatrics, yeah, because she, knew. she is from Mississippi, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So that was for her own wow. little thing. I uh-huh. love those Oprah memes, you know, from that interview where she's like, mm-hmm. it's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> so she's, she's so funny. funny. Wow. Yeah, so that was basically, that's my thing. And yeah. 
anybody has anything that they want to add yeah hey i was very i was heated yeah she day. was i was heated. Heated. I had to get on that peloton and i was channeling serena serena williams is another one they penalize her yeah penalize mm. her mm, mm, mm. what well, the other girl who threw that temper tantrum did she get remember that one girl i forgot her name all mm -hmm. their names is like sharapova shalaga blah blah whatever <laughs> all of them sound the same to me okay mm, i just mm, watched mm. serena and yeah. naomi those are my girls that i watch right i support mm -hmm. them but the other girl a couple years ago she got had a temper tantrum did she get penalized? I don't know. Yep. Mm, mm, so mm. Serena said, you owe me an apology. Every black woman felt that. You owe me an apology. Right. You owe me an apology. Mm -hmm. T-shirt. T-shirt. Let me call me Serena. You owe me an apology. <laughs> okay. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm, mm, mm. So. Yeah, it's exhausting being black. It yeah. really is. No matter what your economic level is, mm -hmm. you know? You know, I'm thinking back again, like Ashanda said about the Wall Street, um, Black Wall Street, Tulsa Massacre documentary we just watched. I mean, all because one guy paid too much attention to a white woman. No, he didn't even pay attention to that. It was a lie. Nobody lot. knows what happened in the elevator. Based on a lie. I guarantee okay. you, he did, wasn't nothing happening. But, but my, where, what I'm getting at is because of whatever they they made up. Was the that their lady. excuse? It was the white lady lied. She cried wolf and she said, ah, she screamed. Right. That's but is that, and then they burnt down a whole town? A whole town. A whole town because of it. That was the excuse that they that made. That was the excuse. Because of him, but they were probably mm -hmm. looking to plot to mm -hmm. burn that town down anyways. Mm -hmm. Illegally seized their land. Mm -hmm. I mean, tried to, they put a freeway through it later and claimed eminent domain. Jeez. I mean, just BS. Mm -hmm. Just BS. So, which on a side note, Okay, mm -hmm. shout out to the people at Bruce's Beach. I don't know if we talked about this, but the people at Bruce's Beach in Manhattan Beach who are going to be, their descendants are going to be getting their land back. Yes. So that is awesome. That's California. They, that is California. Good mm -hmm. job to you, Manhattan Beach. Right. Get And I was trying to, I was like, do we have, get on 23andMe. We got some Bruce's Beach money right. situation going on. I'm trying to get into that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, we just might have some Tulsa money. Huh? Okay. Mm -hmm. And Savoy, Texas. Yep. Savoy, Texas. Anybody? No. <laughs> so, but anyway, so on that note, that is going to wrap up the show and again like i said please email us and let us know about your experiences and that is mom you want a mimosa at gmail.com with that said thanks for listening anything? you guys thanks for listening and cheers cheers